Zero to Hear podcast fans, what's going on? Uh, tonight is a pretty special show. If you're an entrepreneur, if you are self-employed or thinking about being self-employed, you need to listen to this episode. Ty Corsi is on the show doing some really, really big things with video marketing. Uh, check it out. He is a guy to follow on Instagram at sold by Ty. I learned a lot. You're going to learn a lot. Check it out. What's the long-term goal? For me, real estate, probably yeah. real estate, maybe another five, 10 max. Yeah. Probably another five. And then uh, I, just, I love coaching. I really love coaching people. Um, I guessed all the time about coaching. Yeah. And, uh, you know, can you help me out? How do you get there? I can just, I can see myself doing some more stuff like that. I've been speaking a lot over the last few months. I've spoken at uh, nine real estate offices. I've been asked to speak in Seattle for a large tech firm for cool. 3,000 people. Yeah. And I've been offered... Um, for 3,000. 3,000. Wow. And I've been offered a very exclusive brokerage that's uh, not in Canada yet, but the owner called me and offered me the first brokerage in, in Canada um, through an Instagram post. So um, we're going to decide possibly next year that might happen. Cool. Yeah, so there's a lot of different avenues, but certainly my passion's real estate, but work in the day-to-day is a lot of work. For right? sure. Opening doors, being a body there, I realized I don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Anybody can go open a door, right? Uh, I do want to deal with my best people, and uh, I do talk to them, all 973 of them, 12 times a year. So I know every single one of them. They're all fantastic. But um, coaching, that's where I can see myself. I love it. So reverse engineer that is obviously delegating as part of that, right? Yes. It's the same for me is that there's a lot of real estate things that I love. I really still enjoy the client interactions. It's just I can't do 100 of them every year. No. I did it. Impossible. We talked about it before. Yeah. I did it. I did 106 deals in one year. But I missed 250 dinners. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, it's you know, not. <laughs> 250 dinners missed. Uh, I saw one Saturday uh, that wasn't an open house. Mm-hmm. Realized uh, this is fantastic. Financially, wow, this is great. But I have no time to spend money. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to go, go, go. And I uh, felt myself burning out. And would just get to the point where I go to bed and I just fall asleep on the couch in my suit. It's not, it's not healthy. So. Balance is key. I've learned that really well from my dad, who uh, has a great life balance. In fact, every Saturday, he doesn't work. So it's been like that for 40 years. So Saturday is mom's day. The phone is off. I cannot get a hold of him. I'd have to send him like some kind of smoke signal to get a hold of dad, honestly. <laughs> Saturday, it's, it's, his phone is off. And I call him at about nine at night. And I just touch base with him. But uh, that, that is his day. That's his day with mom. It's probably why, why they've been married 45 years. Um, is that, that no matter what, every single day a week, he has for himself. And he's tuned out from the world, right? Because as much as we love these things, they're not that healthy on our brain. So um, it's a, for sure, definite role model. 
and how it should be done. So that's I wonder where he got that. And going back 40 years, I'm sure it was very different in real estate because you don't, you didn't have these. No, one deal a month was always good. Yeah. He would always say that working for Team Realty and Lakeview Realty in Burnaby, uh, which he started then. Hmm. And um, they would be happy with a deal a month because you would get the, you'd get the book, you'd rip the pages out. It was crazy, a crazy world, right? <laughs> you, you just rip a page out and then they would wait for two more weeks to that book be published. You really, a new listing was 14 days old because by the time it got to your desk, Back then, it was 14 days old. It's, a, it's crazy. And I every can, contract, you'd have to drive there and get an initial. And you miss something, you come back and forth. A deal would take four days. When I first started 16 years ago, there was carbon copy papers. that was called Stellar, well, not, not Paragon. It was called Stellar. And uh, the search was <laughs> like, I didn't even know how to... You had to search 40 different things to even get a listing, if it was even filled in correctly. And then... Uh, Time of acceptance on offer was four days because it would just take four to five days to get a deal together. Subject removals were 20 days. It was like, it was just crazy. That's how it was done back then. Luckily, the first house I sold was on the hood of my truck to a buyer. Dual agency, <laughs> not allowed. But that was my very first deal. I put a sign on the ground. Guy pulls over, walks out of his car, looks at me, says, I've been waiting for this thing to come up forever. This property, just a little rancher. He said, I'll buy it. I said, huh? He said, you got a contract? I said, yeah, I do. I had blanks in the car because he had a folder of blanks. I filled it out at that time. It was an unconditional offer with no subjects. And I went up to my seller's house, who was about 10 houses up. And they signed it off and I sold it on the hood of my truck. And I came back and I told dad and dad looked at me. He says, that's not how this business goes, but good sale. <laughs> and that was the very first sale. Yeah, it was a double ender one day on the market. It was the best. Did it was a rancher on half an acre for two eighty three. I'll never forget that in Panorama Ridge. It's worth one point eight now. Yeah. For how much? It was sold for two eighty three. Yeah. It's one one point six to one point eight. Yeah. So. Did you have to hand deliver contracts to other agents? Everything was hand delivered. Everything was hand delivered. Yeah. That is comical. And then we got into fax machines. This is crazy that it's only sixteen years ago. Yeah. I'm like dating myself, but that's how fast it changed. Um, faxes were great, but they would jam up. They were terrible. And, um, this, the paper wasn't the same. It would shrink it right down. You'd have contracts that were this big and lawyers <laughs> would still use that. We'd have magnifying glasses. The lawyers would use, yeah. it was crazy. And, um, and then once the scanner came in, it was, that was gold. So, but yeah, it's changed a lot. So I think for dad, he came from much simpler time mm -hmm. and he didn't need all that stuff. Mind you, he hasn't had a mortgage since 1980, so that helps. But uh, there's not as much pressure back then. So one deal a month was really good. I think in his office, if you did about 20 in a year, you'd be in the top. It's because the amount of work it would take. Right. Two a month would be just a massive amount of work. So he would, um, I'd go to the office when I was young, 10, 12 years old, help clean the office. I was around, around realtors all the time. The bullpen was a bullpen. I mean, you're talking, there was 25 guys in there smoking ciggies, <laughs> crushing beers. And I'm like, dad, like, he's like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is Jim over here. You know, he's done four this year and he's crushing beers, ciggy out of his mouth, making calls, <laughs> headpiece. And, uh, yeah. And then dad had the first guy with the car phone at Lakeview. So he was a big deal, big shot, 91 Honda Accord. And 
It was just a different way of selling real estate. So much personal service. It was crazy. I mean, you're talking, you're meeting your clients almost every day for two weeks. For us with DocuSign and that, you barely see mm -hmm. each other, totally. which I don't really like. I like the convenience of it, mm -hmm. the personal side of it. It's really changed. I don't like that. How you can sell a house without even going to somebody's house now and selling a house for a million bucks. Show it to them once and not even see them again till key day. It's a lot different. You know, I love the personal side of it. Mm -hmm. I think I got that from my dad, right? Um, the new, new generation guys coming in the business who are just doing deals over DocuSign, not even meeting people. It's, I don't know, could get him in trouble. You know, who's signing this and who's signing that. It's a gray area. So I like the personal side of it. A lot of the older agents in our industry have been, who have been in it for a long time haven't necessarily adopted all the technology. They won't. Ever? I don't think so. Has your dad? Uh, I told him about Facebook and he said, where's my face? I said, it's not in the book. This is something online. I told him on Instagram. He thought it was a graham cracker. He's like, where's this? He just doesn't get it. He won't. He's too far along for it, for him to make that change. Um, has he, has, what about, obviously his, his situation's a little unique in that his son has like exponentially grown the business through social media. So interesting enough you say that because three years ago when I started it and started spending money on Facebook and I said to dad, hey, I think we should advertise on Facebook. I think we should try this. You know, we can create a business page. We can actually advertise it. It's going to come across people's screens. And he looked at me and he says, nobody's going to go on there. <laughs> you know, and I said, okay, well then, you know, I just want to try it, right? So our budget at the time, uh, I have, I have mail-out Mondays, which I like have an area of 8,500 houses and we hit every single Wednesday 52 times a year. So you can imagine how much money that is on mail-outs. Um, it'd be about 8,000 a month we're spending on mail-outs. Man which is a big amount of mail-outs. I know how much you guys spend because I was told the other day. Not that nothing. much. Um, that has died right off. Mm -hmm. And now it's um, a third of that online generates twice as much business, if not three times as much business. That also helps with uh, my best buddy works for Facebook. So he works in Toronto and he told me, this is where you need to advertise. And we started to do that and then opened up an Instagram account. And my handle is now my name. In fact, it's on the license plate in my truck people know me by my handle sold by tie which is you'd never think that but i did a seminar for the vancouver real estate board mm -hmm. about a month and a half back there was 200 people 250 people in the room i'm from a different board fraser valley mm -hmm. and the guy that was doing the event said does anybody know sold by tie there was five or six people in the room that did not put up their hand and everybody else in the room put up their hand i did not do a deal with these people <clears throat> but they followed me through Instagram. So dad and I started uh, advertising through social media when he started to see it working. And then people would have me in and then they would recognize what I would do through that. And they would see how well we advertise online. And we started signing up listings from that. Dad looked at me, I'll never forget. He looked at me one day, he goes, you're right, it is working. <laughs> and, uh, and then from there, it just started to explode. In fact, we're the past two or three listing evaluations in our area have been a uh, just come over just come over i know what you do don't show me your 
don't show me your package here seller book and just i left it closed and they just we watch you every day we know what kind of work you put in bring the papers mm -hmm. and so that was it and that was a saying for a while amongst uh, some of the, my buddies in the industry was just bring the papers right <laughs> <laughs> just bring them over we're gonna sign because we know what you do every day and that's the benefit of instagram i know i think if, if people are not on it still i think you still have about a year and a half still to stay ahead of the curve um in that particular event that I did, I think of the 280 people that were in there, um, seven people actively used Instagram. And by actively, I mean stories. Seven? Seven people actively used it the way it should be used with Instagram stories, everyday engagement, right? The, uh, the people there had an account, over half the people had an account, but didn't use it the way it should be. So you're still saying Instagram is early? Instagram's <laughs> early. Really? I really think it's early still. Are, do of you really? realtors, five, maybe 10% of all the agents that are out there do video content because they're too scared. Five to 10%. And if you're not doing video, you will get crushed. I tell time and time again, video is key. Do video. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are just scared to do it, but you're still ahead of the curve if you start video right now. I really do think you are. You know? People, so I was one of those guys. I really heavily started using Instagram maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah. So to me, I started late. You didn't. Video. You didn't start late. Well, we'll find out in a few years. <laughs> <clears throat> Video to me was very intimidating. And I yeah. think for a lot of people it is. And so being a weird human, the way my brain works is, okay, I'm not very good at this. I need to, be, I need to get better. How am I going to get better? I am going to force myself to post one story every single day for whatever I said for a year, I didn't do it actually every single day, but let's say it was like three or four times a week, just staring into a camera and talking, but whatever, talk about the property you're in, talk about the hike that you went on, talk about your run. Like I like golf and beer, talk about beer. Good. And now it's like ridiculously comfortable. That's it's, it's shocking. And I think that's what people need to know. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody that you talk about, they're, they're so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keller Williams last week when I was there in Vancouver, I went to their office to speak. Everybody was terrified when I talked about video. Mm -hmm. and then I brought out this mobile gimbal that DJ has, DJI has, you know, where you can stabilize her. People, what's that thing? So, oh, that stabilizes your video. You can walk through a video. You can actually run through your listing and it's smooth. It looks like you're floating. And people are amazed by this, right? And a lady puts up her hand. She says, I'm just, I'm so bad on camera. I'm so bad. I said, that's, that's the problem that you have. If you think you're bad, you will be bad. And remember, with social media, it's great because if people want to follow you, they follow you. If they don't, they hit one exactly. button and you're done. Exactly. And that's what you just keep. And that's a guy that I learned a lot from video. Um, one of my buddies that works for Facebook, he told me, he says, always remember that, right? It's one button click and they don't need to watch you anymore. Right. So just keep moving forward and doing what you do and it's going to get better. And the people that want to follow you will follow you. And I just, I always remember that. If people don't want to watch me, they're not watching me anyways. The people that are, want to watch me. And I think that was key for the video content to just get better and better. And then once I hired a um, videographer, Colin Marshall, with your story, who is just phenomenal. I mean, this is cinematic video stuff that we do. And um, stuff just gets watched, just thousands and thousands of views quickly, which is great. That's one huge thing is that what you just said, but the other is everyone sucks at the beginning. You, nobody's nobody's great at something to start <laughs> right yeah everyone like carl and i we talk about this all the time the podcast at the beginning 
We're so bad. Crap. Was I was awful. Yeah. I was really it's awkward. awkward. Yeah. It's shitty. And the other thing I always think about in my head is no one really knows what they're doing. We're all just trying to figure it out. That's true. Right? You're better at video than most, but you're still trying to figure it out. I'm still not near what somebody else is. Exactly. There. Yeah. Ryan Serhant's doing it better than you. Right? Way Ooh. better. There's always someone next level. And I think if people just get it through their head, one, no one really cares what you're doing. Nobody right? cares. If someone sees it and uh, let's say fucking Judy next door is a realtor and does her first video tomorrow, if I look at it and it's not very good, I'm just going to pe- like move on, right? I'm, there's no negative of trying something new. No. There's so much content out there. There's so much exposure of other things happening. You don't have mm-hmm. time to really reflect and give your opinion on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you can always unfollow if you don't like it. Exactly. And that's important to remember. It takes a lot of practice. We're all not the best. Mm-hmm. But you got to do video. When did you start doing video? I started doing video when I started doing Instagram probably about two and a half years ago. I started doing video just with my gimbal. Just talking about where I was, coming soon, just sold. And then I started to change, I started to change the way I did video. So instead of saying um, I sold 11 properties this week, I just changed the entire way it was worded. Mm-hmm. And I basically congratulated the person that I was working with and what we had to go through to make it happen. I think once you change the perception and the public views it as though, oh, they actually went through that, they made that happen. You know, congratulations to my seller. We had three deals collapse. We've, the fourth happened. It was a lot of work, but I can't wait to wait. You know, your retirement home's coming soon. And be, if you actually be genuinely happy for them, mm-hmm. that's when the public views you and you as a person. Because you, you, video is, you can really see, engage somebody's emotion. You know how they are through video. So I think it's important to um, be genuinely happy for people and be humble about it. Right. And I yeah. think that's when I changed a lot of my things with the business is that um, just remain humble and that will just absolutely explode your organic growth when people see that you like to do it, you enjoy it, and you're not showboating mm-hmm. your cars and your watches. Right. I think it's important to share the bad times as much as it is the good times. Right. I've had a lady say that last week to me. She says, I want to see a little more negative on your stuff. And I thought, not so much negative, just the learning experiences, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas most real estate on social media right now, over the last couple of years anyway, is just sold, sold, sold. Everything is so easy, right? It's boring. Exactly. It's boring. Mm -hmm. We had a a multiple offer thing where my client lost and they decided to pull it, you know, not try anymore. And we talked about the story and I worked for them for eight months, about eight months we worked together. It was a lot of work Mm -hmm. and they decided not to buy and they're happy with the, the move they made and. I was happy for him, sure, mm-hmm. but talk about a loss. I agree. It's not all. It's not all gravy. I mean, you know, in our business, it's a fifty over fifty percent turnover rate, right? So, it's pretty crazy how many people get out of it really quickly. Instagram videos, stories, uh, the the connections that we get from that. Um, I won't go into too detail of the the name of the company that uh, approached me, but. Um, just to give you a quick little example, I decided to jump on a plane and go to Australia and surf the Gold Coast solo. It's always been bucket list. <laughs> so I did that. Uh, I jumped on a plane, went down there beginning of this year. 
And I decided to fly business because I never spoiled myself before. So I might as well. And there's a gentleman sitting there. And we get talking and um, find out he's in real estate. So we exchange business cards. We get off the plane. Off we go. Hold on. How long ago is this? Uh, this is in February. Did you actually physically give him a business card? Yes. Interesting. I can't remember the last time I handed a business he, card. He asked for my card. Okay. I don't just whip it out. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, he asked for my card. I handed him my card. And I have a very, very unique card. You'd never forget it. I made it like an American Express black card. My card is you can buy anything you want. There's no, there's no limit on it. I might just have one. This is just <laughs> but, uh, And so I hand that to him. And he looks at it and says, why would you give me your credit card? I said, it's not my credit card. It's my business card. Right? I made it just like a credit card. And he says, I'm never going to forget this. And he puts it in his pocket. And off we go. And I take his. And I get to Australia. And I have a great time surfing. And I decide I'm on the beach one day. I'm going to send off some, send off some emails. So I send off a, a video bomb bomb email to this gentleman. And I say, it was a pleasure meeting you on the plane. His card was unique because it had um, a first name, a last name, and a phone number, and nothing else. Like it was like, <laughs> it was the weirdest card. And uh, he messaged me back. And he says, I got your video. That's incredible. I want to introduce myself. I'm the COO of this company, um, big company in the States and um, big real estate firm. And we started to chat. He says, you better be available Thursday at two. My team's phoning you. I said, what? Okay. We hung up the phone. He said, it was nice chatting with you. We hung up the phone. So Thursday at about one o'clock, I get to the office early. And I have my phone battery charged. And I said to my partner and my other guy on the team, I said, uh, be ready. I'm going to see if this guy calls. Sure enough, on the dot, my phone rings from California. And we have a conversation. And he says, uh, my entire team has been watching you online and what you do and the way you conduct your business and your videos. And we want to offer you the first firm in Canada and in British Columbia. Would you be interested? Now, the timing of this was terrible because <clears throat> I was already engaged in moving forward with the new brand. Royal page. Um, so he says to me, it was a, uh, probably about a year out plan for them anyways. So that's hanging over my head now that the, the potential for that to have, uh, as myself opening up that that's all from a simple reach out and then view watching online and then video bomb bomb emails. If you don't do that, do it. And, uh, it led to that, which is really cool. So it's led some really unique opportunities. Um, were you always like that? I wanted to always be, when I started seeing online and started seeing Facebook, Instagram, I always want to be that number one video guy. I think for me, I wanted to be that guy. Um, but just the just outgoing, to open to talking to anyone guy. Always. Always? Always. I take interest in everybody. Hmm. It's kind of, I love to people watch. You always, I would look at somebody and say, what's their story? Mm -hmm. What are they doing? Don't you ever do that sometimes? You're just like sitting there like, Dude, what I started a to. fucking podcast because I'm like that. <laughs> yeah, like, what are they up to? I just want to talk to people. I know. Yeah. People walking down, what, what does he do? You know? Like, uh, yeah, I, I take a lot of interest in that. And um, that's why I think this business is it's pretty good. It's pretty people-oriented. Have, have you always had these, this interest in people, like even when you were younger? Or did it start from something? Yeah, I've always been just a, a 
outgoing, polite guy, I guess you can say. I was yeah. raised well. My parents, just incredible. Mm-hmm. My grandfather raised me as well. So I kind of had two dads, two role models. And um, I took a lot of, yeah, I took a ton of interest in people. And just like, what is going on with you? Why are you here? Why did you end up doing that? Why do you do that? And then when I also look at people doing the rat race every day and hating what they do, mm-hmm. I also think to myself, why do you do that? Yeah. You know, you, you see people that they, you talk to people and they're so negative and why are you doing this? You can do really anything still you want. Why are you, why are you getting up? Why do you hate what you're doing every day? I mean, 80% of our life is working, sitting in a car, you know? So when you think about it, you're only work, you're working from 18 till 60 and you really only got 65 to 75. My dad put it really well the other day. He looks at me and says, time, it's time for me to, time for me to enjoy with your mom. 63 years old. He says, I could probably realistically ride a bike for maybe another 10 years. Think about that. And I sat there and I thought about that. I was like, wow, that was a powerful statement. Hmm. Because 10 years for us flew by. For sure. I mean, from 20 to 30, Hmm. from 25 to 35, it absolutely flew. What what happened in the Hmm. last 10 years? So to think that dad can jump on a bicycle and ride a bike for 10 more years, it's a powerful statement. You know, and I, and, and I just sat there and thought about that. I said, dad, you got to go, got to go do it. It's so quick, not to mention anything else that happens. Right. But please keep, keep, keep one foot in the business because you often hear too many times, 40 years in the business, Danny retired, dead next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you don't yeah. hear that? And you think, totally. like, oh my gosh, that guy was a firefighter 40 years. He stopped what he's doing. He wanted to do yard work now for 20 years and he died a week later. I think something changes in your body. I think we all need a little bit of that stress and pressure mm-hmm. of getting up and like knowing you have a game plan as opposed to getting mm-hmm. up and knowing you have to pick some begonias. Yeah. Right? Because that kind of no stress doing nothing, I don't think that's good as well. I think Having purpose is so important, right? Feeling it is. Feeling it is. important, feeling like a lot of people kind of thrive on that feeling of like other people need you, right? Like you're providing a service that is really helpful to someone. Totally. I think if you sit there every day and you do nothing, you start to feel like I'm a bit worthless maybe for some people. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just, we've just heard, dad and I have heard so much in the last five, 10 years, his buddies, you know, these guys are not even 60, some of these guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, some, some of them have sold large companies. And they're off there doing their own thing, but they're not doing what they initially loved mm-hmm. and something happens. I think there's some change that happens in your body. So I said to dad, please keep one foot in, one foot out. Come into the office once or twice a week, bring some banana bread in, <laughs> have a tea, right? Do your regular hours, 1030 to one, <laughs> right? Just ask, tell me about the hot sheets. Yeah. Die. guess what there's four new townhouses in our area great tell me about them dad then print them off and then highlight them and give them to me and i'll put them in the recycle bin that's like that's like what we do but that's he that's what he likes yeah. he likes to do that that's that's all he knows let me print them off i'm like dad just show me on the screen don't print these things off he keeps ink companies in business um but uh it's healthy for him so i think knowing that he can still be involved and today, for example, two listings signed up. He had no idea what they were. But I phoned him on the way here and I told him what they were. And he felt involved. Mm-hmm. He was, ah, oh, that seems like a good price for Abbotsford. Ah, oh, seems like a nice little Chilliwack condo. 
he doesn't have a clue. <laughs> but he feels like he's in tune with the market. Yeah. So I think that's important. Yeah. So got to keep one foot in. What ways are you trying to, you're talking about uh, a goal of yours is to balance better. Yes. What ways are you looking to do that? Or what are you seeing? What have you seen in the last few years in yourself that you weren't doing very well? You mentioned missing dinners. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the balance of the eating, uh, you know, that uh, Meals Await, big shout out to Meals Await, their <laughs> meal prep company. Um, that's not going to get me a free meal. But, uh, <laughs> you know, those uh, just finding certain things that work well for me it was like you got to eat well because we're just on the road all day mm -hmm. so having some sort of prep meal is great mm -hmm. getting up early and doing a run or doing a workout mm -hmm. it's amazing what a couple sets of dumbbells in your house and an ab roller can do mm -hmm. it just makes you feel totally like you've accomplished something so for me it would get up a little bit early and do those types of things even just the end like i mentioned to you my 2019 goal this year that i wouldn't really suggest for most people I wouldn't really suggest for anyone because my body is sore right yeah, now. It it's really sore. Yeah. So first two months were kind of difficult more just to like get in the mindset of waking up and being like, oh shit, I got to do this again. And then the next six were totally easy, smooth sailing. It was routine every day. This is, this is what I do now. This is my thing. I wake up and I work out or run. And it was easy. Yeah. The last month and a half have been really painful. Have they? My body is sore. I feel like my back is so stiff. Got so a massage. Do you think you're just overexerting at this point? What's that? Do you think you're just overexerting at this point? I think my body just needs a break. You need yeah. a break. It's healthy yeah. to have a bit of a break. Agree. Take and a I'm week really off. excited for January. Doesn't, you're not going to lose those biceps. Take a week off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's healthy to have a bit of a break. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think exercise. Oh, I can't stress. You know, a lot of people... The way, so important. I, the way I feel after a workout compared to before is completely different. Just so much more energized, so much more awake even. It, it is just so different. It's such a good way to start a day for me. It is. Do you morning? Do you, you always morning? I'd say 90% of the time is morning. Good for you. Yeah. I was doing the evening thing, 9 p.m. gym. I can't 10 do, PM I can't gym. do that. I was doing it for years. Yeah. 10 p.m. I'm in the gym, cracking back a... Uh, energy, I don't know, these pre-workout <laughs> things. And I would stare at the ceiling counting spackle till three in the morning because my heart was yeah. coming out of my chest and I was sweating and I thought, this is, no, this isn't good. No. First of all, you work out for an hour. You need about an hour and a half to even wind down. Mm -hmm. Then you got to eat. So I was eating an entire meal at midnight. <laughs> yeah. Then going to bed, full stomach, energy, not healthy. Yeah. Stomach ache. This is not, this is not good. But that was my program for years. Now, yeah, get up early. Just go for a run. Mm -hmm. Just go for a run. Go to the park. Do some chin-ups, whatever it is. Just get a bit of a sweat going. Mm -hmm. Makes you feel great. And it's good for your business. Mm -hmm. It's good for your business. Because if you feel good about yourself, when you get up every day and put on a suit, and you feel good, you're going to look good. You're going to feel good. You're going to do good business. That's a good, that's a really good point is self-confidence level is so important, right? Your business will, your business will just do way better it's why you feel good about yourself because people pick up on negative energy mm -hmm. and they also pick up on desperation mm -hmm. when i eat when i meet some people and real estate or mortgage broker or whatever it is right if you're struggling and you're really out there grinding people pick up on a bit of desperation and you push them away more
Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I meet some, some guys in the industry and they're just trying to get a deal and they're out there and they're negative about it. And it's kind of like somebody answers, you no, know, and they're just, they turn around and just say, huh, you know, that's just going to carry forward to the next one. And people really pick up on that. Um, there was a guy that taught me in my pre-licensing course, and I'll never forget him, Bob Dollywall. He said to me, he said, Ty, he says, you going to go door knock or are you going to go meet people? Every time somebody tells you no, celebrate. Put your hands in the air. I said, what? He goes, oh yeah, if you go door knock or you meet people that don't want to sell, I want you to celebrate. I said, well, what is that going to do? He says, because the average law of averages one out of 100 people are going to say yes. Yeah. So if 50 people just told you no, you only have another 50 before somebody's going to tell you yes. Yeah. And I never forgot that, right? I was one step closer to a yes for every no that I got. So that's just kept me going positive, right? When I started my career, I'm like almost six years in. I, do I get to be a veteran yet? No, not compared I think to you. 10 maybe. <laughs> 10? We'll call it six. But it should be 10. It should be 10. Real estate's probably two. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> when I started, I would just watch YouTube videos on like tips for prospecting and tips for door knocking, what to say in front of yeah. people, stuff like that. And one that I watched was exactly that. It was this guy in the States. I can't remember his name, but had a big team. We're just prospecting machines. And that was his thing. He'd talk to his team all about is like, you're one step closer to yes. Every no simple. is one step closer to yes. It's a simple theory. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I have some really unique things that I do in my business. So when I tell people of them, they're like, you what? I mean, <laughs> I send, if you are trying to sell your house on your own, I send you a congratulations letter, an actual congratulations letter saying, this is great. You're trying to save a bit of money. We know it's not going to work. And I'll talk to you in a few weeks. And I send <laughs> off this congratulations letter. And I said, I'll phone you in a few weeks. And 14 days later, I phone these people. When in fact, they say, you know, please do not reach out. I'll still reach out. I'll congratulate him. I'll reach out. And this one guy says to me, you're a persistent prick. And I said, I'm, Hey, you haven't sold yet. I think it's time we do it. And I told him my theory. I said, listen, you got your house on the market right now for $5.99 townhouse. I said, how about I list it for $6.29? And it actually is going to cost you nothing. In fact, you may make more money by doing it this way. $6.29, there's no loss to you whatsoever. I'll net you the same amount. He goes, deal. I sold it for six thirty-two. I sold it for three K, two K over asking, right? Sold it for six thirty-two. I netted him nine K more in his jeans. He couldn't believe it. Henry Lee was his name. <laughs> he says to me, Well, that worked out well. I got five more. He ended up having eleven investment condos. I sold over six years. He's since passed on. He was 90. He was 90 when I met him. He was 96 when he'd passed away. Wow. And uh, I sold every single investment condo. He put so much trust in me. And it was a simple congratulations letter. Pissed him right off. He was 90 (laughs) at the time. And I went down and saw him and he would say, I'm taking you out for lunch. And he'd take me to his care home cafeteria. But that was, was, he'd say, let's go for lunch. There'd be one spot. It'd be the care home cafeteria. And we just developed this incredible friendship over these six years. And I think about him all the time. He was a great person, but um, yeah, there's like these little things that I do that I don't think normally people would do. They've worked for me. And I just, yeah, if I get rejected by it, I just smile and move on to the next one. So it's worked really well. Tough skin, 
What are your conversations? That's a very important thing when you work for yourself. <laughs> what do your conversations look like with, I'm assuming you attack a lot of Fizbos by your congratulation letter idea because that's a brilliant, that is a brilliant idea. I'm absolutely going to steal that. Congratulations. And every time you list with somebody else, you also get a congratulations letter that Danny's a great guy. He's going to do a great job for you. Hmm. 25% of listings do expire. Is that, is that only listing appointments that you've gone on? Yeah, if I lose the listing, yeah, okay. I will congratulate that owner for listing with a great agent. But that kind of still keeps you on the back of their mind. You have to remember, you in this in being in sales and anything sales, never burn a bridge. Yeah. It's so important to never burn a bridge. It always will come back to you. And if that's if you treat that homeowner poorly, if you treat the agent that that listed it poorly, you will go show houses one day, and I guarantee you, two or three of those listings will be that exact agent. And maybe with a seller owns something else that you show. It's, it's full circle. It will come back. Mm-hmm. And so I've just developed a, just being super thankful. And that's when I realized I got to thank all these homeowners that I lose the listing for because I know nobody else is doing that. And when it expires, when they get a letter from me saying, you went with a great agent, they're going to sell it for you. If you don't happen to sell it, you know what they're going to think. They are just immediately going to say, Let's give him a try, mm-hmm. right? Rather than waiting till they expire, miserable. they're going to get forty letters at their door. They're going to every all of them are going to piss them off. It's going to make him more. That's such mad. a good idea, man. And you writing these letters and showing like the effort that you're putting in, they see that, right? So that's another thing that backs it up. Yeah, and the and the person that they probably went with is a great agent as well. So that's a person that I work because if when you work a certain area, as you know, the chances of you working with certain agents are quite high. Mm-hmm. And so if they did list with an agent, because I, I often go up against two or three of the same person every time, and I'm yeah. pumped if they get it. Yeah. Because we're all in it together. Yeah. And hopefully I get a buyer to sell it. And that often happens. Mm. You know, so never burn a bridge. That's a really key piece. People don't realize how important that is. Yeah. If you leave it negative, if you leave it, you're never going to get it if you leave it negative. Mm. That's going to come back. It's going to haunt you. But if you're positive about it, and I'm the, I think I'm one of the few agents in the entire Fraser Valley, every single ideal I do with an agent, every single one, I give the agent a bottle of wine. So that agent, I meet them at a house, do a deal. I hand them a bottle of wine. They always look at me. They're in shock. What was this for? I said, because you helped me put it together. You found a buyer. You were great. That person will never forget me when they go to show six houses. My, my listing will be at the top. And they'll try to put it together. It's 15 bucks. It's the best 15 bucks you'd ever spell. But the relationship that you develop with all these people mm. is important. And I do that with every single person. Every single agent I do a deal with, I make them known. You know, you pass off keys, you never talk to the agent again. Mm. I hand them a bottle. And they always look at me and they remember that. And it's really important. Russ Nugent, guy from Ladner Remax Pro Group. He retired. He went up to 100 Mile House. He was one of the first guys... Uh, he's the first bottle of wine that I ever got as an agent. And he was just a veteran back in the day. He was an amazing realtor and he handed me a bottle of wine. And I said, what's this for? My buyer? And he goes, no, it's for you. You did a great job. I appreciate it. We worked on this together. You worked hard for your buyer. Congratulations to them. I never forgot that day. I took this bottle of wine. Nobody's ever done this to me. I never got a bottle from somebody else, from another agent. Have you? And that's when it changed for me. I need to thank the people that work for me. We work in this together. We get paid 
right? So um, Russ was the guy that instilled that in me. And I do it now. And it's like, the, it's the classiest thing that you could do to really build a great relationship amongst people. And um, thank you, thank you, Russ. If you're watching this at 100 Mile House, that's where you retired. I've had, let's say roughly 500 deals in the last six years. I've had two. Those are insane numbers, man. Th those are crazy. Those are just insane numbers. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Wasn't on me. <clears throat> I, uh, I had a lot of luck teaming up with Jamie early on in my career. Yeah. He's a machine. He seems like a machine. He yeah. spoke the other week that I went to. And uh, we went out for lunch, we, and we were just floored by his systems that you or have. lack or lack thereof. Lack thereof <laughs> systems. <laughs> I think uh, the repeat business part of your business totally is incredible. I need to. Um, I can only. I mean, I look up to you guys for that part of it. I still chase a lot of new business, and that's harder and harder. It's mm -hmm. it's really is getting harder and harder because everybody knows five or six people, right? It's, and it's like any industry. Yeah. Chasing new is impossible. What are you going to do for me? You know, people have you over and they say, why should we hire you and not this guy? I almost want to just walk out. I only want to work with people that truly want to work with me. Mm -hmm. if, I have to, if I have to tell you and beg for business, I, I don't think we, we're, we're not good for each other. Mm -hmm. I want to come in there. I want you to be, both of us be happy that we get to work together. It's going to be fun. We're a team. Those are the best, as you know, when you walk into somebody's house yeah. and they say, we're so excited you came over. I mean, I'm excited to be here. It's just the funnest time ever, right? Mm -hmm. But when somebody looks at you and says, why should I list with you? Just to let you know, I have four other people coming after you. Yeah. I almost want to say, let's bring the four in. I'm going to go. Because um, I, I really only want to work with people that want to work with me and work together, right? And that's what makes the business fun. Those are the best listing appointments ever. Is when somebody comes, has you over, is so thankful, makes you dinner, gives you something to go. Mm -hmm. Those are the greatest people ever, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm and I'm lucky to have all nine seventy three of those people. <laughs> I know every single one of them, and um, we're yeah, we stay close. So it's cool. So you mentioned that you admire us for that of repeat business clients, and for us. We feel like that's something we are so far away from where we want to be on. And 2019 has been a slower year for us. And that is literally our number one goal is database marketing. How do we reach out to people better? How do we stay in contact with our database? Yeah, you better be touching these people once a month. That's what we feel our weakness is. That's, well. that's We feel like we're leaving a lot of business on the table because we haven't done as good a job of that because our systems are getting better, but not, have not been that good in the last couple of years. 2016, 17, we were literally just running around like crazy. New business? Uh, a lot because of yeah. how strong, how much effort and time and money Jamie's put into the website. You need to tell me what these tricks are for this website. He just started, he started video blogging 10 years ago, 11 years Did ago. He? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, when you Google New West Realtor, we're, ours is number one. Burnaby, I think we're on the first page now. In yeah. other areas, too. Your SEOs. We're on the first page. Rocking. It's just because of how much content was on there. And that's what it all comes down to. I think people always ask that. How do I 
how do I make a bit of a mark? How do I make a bit of a stamp? And it's, it's, it's every single thing that you put on there mm-hmm. is a footprint, right? And um, starting over uh, from David Smith Holmes, which is my, my new partner, and uh, Ty and Dan Corsi, you know, our two brands mm-hmm. having to merge into one. Unfortunately, we've had to let go a lot of that SEO and start from, from new again. So I'm having to repost as the new brand. Um, so if you're wondering out there and people are wondering, you know, how do I really create a bit of a footprint? It's everything through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, just be putting those video contents everywhere. Just embed the internet, just plaster it. Mm-hmm. Because every time somebody searches for that, it's going to come up everywhere. And I think that's important. Um, I think it's important to do a, a why tie video. Why, Danny? It's important to do a bio video mm-hmm. on why you're passionate about your industry. Um, I did that, and that was one of my number one viewed videos about why why I love the business, mm-hmm. why Ty. And my, I, yeah, it was basically my story. So those are important things to do, and that all comes with your video content. So, yeah. If someone's starting today, how, like what areas do you push them to attack? Because it's, it's extremely overwhelming for a new agent coming into our industry and seeing guys like you who have 15,000 followers on Instagram who are posting multiple videos every day. I think um, it cost will be an issue, obviously. You know, yeah. you, it's, it's a lot of money to do professional videos. But I think what you can do is put out some um, good content. And what, I, what I like to do is I like to start the year by committing to 10 or 12 quality videos. So one a month. Uh, that would be done professionally or non-professionally. So, and that's selling yourselves, not properties, right? That's yeah, selling no, your business. that's content. Yeah. That's that's good quality content. Yeah. One a month is good content video that you should have planned from the year. So every single year, I, I every single month, I'm doing one a month. This is what I'm going to do. This content, and I lay it all out because content is really important. You're going to lose a lot of your business so quickly and a lot of your followers if your content's garbage. Um, David Smith who is my partner now, one of my buddies from Facebook could actually view and tell me how long people's average watches were on videos. And that's where I learned that this guy here was the guy that I eventually want to work with because the average video is watched about 16 seconds of 59 second Instagram. David was capturing over 40 seconds per video. Uh, That engagement is crazy. He was in like the top 1% of engagement. So I wanted to learn from him on how he's engaging this audience so quickly. Hmm. Your first 10 seconds, if you don't capture somebody, if you don't ask a question right off the way, if you don't have a little bit of text to make people involved, they're going to leave you and they're going to unfollow you. So for newer agents that start out there, um, set a plan in place for your months. Try to do one every two weeks of a good video. Um, My goodness, invest in a $149 gimbal, still cam. Invest in a ring light hundred bucks. Lighting's important. You don't want to look like you're in the dark. These are some key things for video that'll make it really well. Lapel mic, your sound's nice. You don't need one of these things walking down the street, Mm -hmm. but you want to have some good sound. You want to have some good light and you want to have some good content. Maybe give some tips, maybe give some ideas, maybe give some, the process of what a deposit is. What the heck is a possession day? Why is the time like this? What's the included items and what are excluded items? Walk through it and let the public know because a lot of the public has no idea the processes. And when I started doing little clips on things like that, um, I would get a lot of interaction. A lot of people would ask their questions and I would turn those people into 
they would actually turn into some potential uh, clients, mm-hmm. right? So your organic growth from the start is really important. And the only way to do that is start putting out some quality videos right off the bat. So y- you want to make sure that your, your Instagram feed is a combination of personal and work. I don't load mine with work. I used to. It used to be just plastered with work. That's terrible. You got to have some personal in there. I like to cruise my 47 Chef. So I put a picture of that bad boy on there, right? I like to golf with my buddies, have some beers with my buddies. Um, you know, put a little bit of personal, put a little bit of work, and then put a nice little video and keep that rotation going like that. People will feel like they know you more than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, your Instagram stories as well. Do a little bit of personal, do a little bit of work. So just keep people engaged, I think, right? I think social media is so flooded with real estate stuff now, and most it's of flooded. it, 95% of it is boring as shit. It's boring. And it's almost made me go the other way in the last 12 months is that I post very few things real estate specific on my personal Instagram now. It's often photos in properties, but like talking about something I learned that week or like my perspective on this or, you know, whatever. So real estate is incorporated into it, but the idea of just posting new listing sold, new listing sold is just the quickest way to get unfollowed, like to lose followers. Yeah. To lose attention because you just seem so narrow, narrow minded. You don't, people hire us, Garb Dim real estate team, because they, yes, they know we sell a lot of real estate. Yes, they know we market properties really well, but they like our personalities. They want to hang out with us. They want to see us for the next month. That's probably why I'm sitting on this couch. I look at you and think, look at this guy. There you go. This guy's laid back. I mean, you probably have 14 listing evaluations while I sit here, but uh, <laughs> you're laid back, you're cool, you're calm, you're collected. I like that. I would want to work with you. I would list my, I would list my house with you. It's just you're, there's no pressure. Mm. And I think that's really important. I think you can't go online, everything on, as we know, I mean, so much fake crap on there. Everybody's, everybody's fake. Mm. But you got you to gotta talk about, like we talked about before, you got to talk about the scenario, how happy you are for your client. Mm how appreciative you are of the other agent. I always talk about that. All my solds, I congratulate the superstar selling agent or the listing agent. I always tag them in there. I congratulate the and thank the real estate mortgage broker that did it and as well the property inspector. All of those people that worked on a deal, I thank them for making this happen. I just change it around and I make it so we all were a team working on this together and people, it changes the way people view it right and it's powerful way more powerful of a post to thank four people as opposed to putting on 28 souls look what i just did more like 19 this week hey nobody gives a damn yeah right nobody cares but the one that you did where you had four people all help out and they're all involved in it and they're all thanked guess what they're going to do they're going to appreciate that they're going to also and that's how your organic growth just starts to explode Mm -hmm. you know Do you, this is something I'm always conscious of is, uh, recommending slash reviewing people that I really believe in. So you mentioned that you always thank the other agent. You always thank the home inspector. If you have a poor experience with someone, are you just avoiding that? Well, do you know what I mean? Let's be honest. I'm not going to post a negative thing about somebody, right? hundred percent. But... 
Are you just avoiding that specific deal then? If something went extremely poor, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to put a spotlight on something that went terrible. For sure. Do those things happen where things don't work out? Yes, it's life. So you're only commenting, sharing situations that you had good experiences with. And and that would be nine out of 10 deals would be great. Yeah. Nine out of 10 deals would be great. So so the chances of it being poor is very rare anyways, Mm -hmm. right? And if it didn't work out, maybe I share a story about how it didn't work out, but I definitely do not mention the person's involved in that mm. that's not fair to them you don't we don't know the situation of why this all happened but um i try to use them as learning experiences and share the learning experience so let's say a home inspector that i wasn't super happy with yeah i'm probably going to do a little story just being like look home inspectors it's a pretty low barrier to entry there's a lot of them out there just like real estate agents it's super easy to be a real estate agent I value the good ones so much. And so I think it's good to do a little bit of research, get some suggestions from agents who do a lot of business on home inspectors and pick the right person. Right. You're going to be in that house for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. If they miss something glaring, it might cost you $20,000 next year. Right. You worded it in a way where I'm sure it was it was a negative experience, but you made people learn from it. Totally. Um, just like any industry, we have to be careful with recommending one and one only person yeah it's a very gray area it's very subjective to say do you know any home inspectors and you give one name right i often give away one name and then two that the phone numbers don't work but i give away (laughs) but i give three names (laughs) you know like it's important to give three names of everything so people have a choice i get that um but yeah i i do try to share most of the experience it's not all glory it is by no means it's a Mm. lot of work as you know there's a lot of nights where I go home and it's like, it was draining. It was, it was a hard day. It was like, it was a sad day. Three deals didn't come together. Three collapsed. I have three people that hate me because their deal collapsed. <laughs> you can't take it personally. We are really just trying to sort of navigate through this together and make it all happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the great thing about moving along in this industry in our careers is that we really only get a chance right now to work with people that want to work with us. Mm-hmm. And it, it probably will all work out. You're not begging for a certain type of business that if it goes sideways, well, you don't really know the person anyways. So the whole thing is just negative, right? You don't know who they are. They're probably talking bad about you. But if you're working with somebody that puts their trust in you, it's probably going to end up great. And even if it doesn't work out, that person's still, I mean, they still are grateful that you helped them out, Mm -hmm. right? So... That's the fantastic thing about moving forward in any business and having working with repeat business. It's gold. For sure. It's absolute gold. Um, I continue to taste new, but my goal, I've never done a client appreciation party in my life. 16 years, I've never done one. I think it's time. I really think it's time. You know, I think it's time to get all these people on a boat and go for a cruise or mm-hmm. something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just sort of show them how much they mean to me. And whatever that cost is, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. they are there and they're, they're my bird dogs. They really are. You know, there's one guy the other day, I give out referrals for people that mention my name. I give them referrals. And this guy's, he's, he says, Ty, this is number seven. I mean, seven times I've mailed him a check, a referral check in his mail because he sent me a, somebody mentions real estate and he just gets on top of a pillar and screams my name. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the type of person he is, mm-hmm. right? That's what you want, is to do a job just over and above and have those types of people out looking for you. 
real estate is crazy, but working for yourself is so it's a, it's wild because there's always something you can do better. I look at guys like you and think I need to be doing more video. There's so much opportunity, even just with the handful of things that you said tonight, like congratulation letters to Fizbo's and to listing forms that you don't get is absolute brilliance. I've never yeah. done that one do, time. Do you want to do you want to know what other things I do that are brilliant too? Here's another one for you. Are you ready for this one? You better write this one. Hold on. Okay, I I do want to hear this. But what I, my point was the client appreciation things for us is super important. Yeah. We're trying to go from 1 next year to 4. So we want to do 4 a year. 4 parties. 4 per year. Wow. We've been doing 1 and then like the Christmas the Christmas thing we drop off gifts to like a anyone that's done a deal with us basically that year. Great. So that's it's a lot like, of work as well. Holy shit. Yeah. It's weeks. Yeah. I did it's a pie like four from Thai. Pumpkin pie from Thai on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. 800 pumpkin pies from Costco. You want to know how well that went. I hand delivered those things to 800 <laughs> people. I got to number 40 and I was like, I got 700 pies in the back of my truck. How am I get? They're going to be rotten by the time I get these things out. And sure enough, 230 of them were squished because of all the driving. The bottom 200 pies were flat. <laughs> And so the logistics of this stuff yeah. is crazy, right? Do people love it? Yeah. Pie from Thai. This is, this is great. But by the time I got to day three, they started to get a little bit chewy and they weren't going in a fridge overnight. They were staying in my garage. So I was starting to worry about maybe some salmon poisoning and people were going to maybe throw up and get sick. So I decided we got to stop that. The logistics of that. So I like, I mean, what you guys do is fantastic if you can do four a year that's amazing i'm going to try to get to one a year it's a lot of work i know it's a lot of work mm-hmm. but it's worth it for the people that really do put all of their trust in you guys right for sure yeah and we're we're lucky i guess you've got friends at trading post too but we're lucky that we're kind of associated with steel and oak you guys so are that july that july party is so much fun and our clients absolutely love it and we do pretty minimal work other than like set up a booth and hand out some stuff. I think you guys have timed that whole craft beer brewery thing to just, it's gold. I mean, that's mm. what is, that's the spot to hang out now. Mm. When somebody says, let's go to this brewery or this craft, you you want to go. What a great spot to hang out. Mm. I think your timing is great. It's so, so last, last, last July it rained on the day. So it wasn't as good a turnout. But the year before, 2018, there was 850 people there. That's incredible. Like, I'd say between three and three fifty were our clients, which is so cool. Wow, isn't that insane? That is insane yeah. numbers. Yeah, that is insane. It's really cool. That's the that's the plan. That's the goal. Those like those days when literally you spend eight hours just running around like a chicken with your head cut off, like saying hi to people, hugging people, talking about their neighborhoods. Oh, I haven't seen you in six months. How's it? whatever. It goes by like a blur, but afterwards for the last couple of years, I've kind of taken a step back after and just been like, how lucky am I? How cool is this? That all those people come that there. All those people came just there hang because out. of, a, yeah. Yeah. Because of you guys. Yeah. You've helped that many people. It's so cool. And they're probably so grateful and happy for what you did. Right. You know how long that would take to get 350 new clients? That's a lot of work. Some don't do that in a career. That's 3.7 million no's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
It's a I don't lot know if that work. math is accurate. Is that uh, just, I don't know, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to get that many yeses. So you guys did a good job. Thank you. Did you did a good, did a good job. Yeah. I want to hear your other brilliant ideas. Are you ready for it? I don't know, to be honest. Okay, this this is another one. I got a long to-do list in the next couple I, uh, months after this podcast. I am uh, gold at getting expired listings. And I mean gold. I just nail, I get them all. I recently started doing um, expiry mailed USB personalized videos that crush it for me. So I go to these people's house. I stand out front. I say, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, your house behind me is on the market. I'm not sure why it didn't sell, but if I can get the hands of you, I can get the hands of tens of thousands of people just like this. I record it. I put it on a branded USB credit card stick and I mail it to them. And I put a letter in there. And I say, take a watch the video. I'd love to go to work for you. These people plug it in. It's their house in the background. It's me having a chat. The USB sticks branded with my number and website on it. The return calls are just incredible. It's personalized, every single one. Is it a lot of work? Yes, but the house expired for 1.1 million. I'm going to drive there and do it. It's in my farm area. They know who I am. I took the time to go do that. These are credit cards. They just look just like this. They flip open, little USB stick. They plug it into their computer and play it. It's brilliant. What's your cost per, for it's, one of those? Uh, about $3.70. That's with the mail. Yeah. Guys, $3.70 and your time and effort for a million-dollar listing. Seems pretty worth it. Some people open it up, and they just cannot believe that I took the time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got in your hands, I can get in the hands of this many other people. You know, my handles on the video, I put it on the bottom, you know, so they're logging on. All of a sudden, people are starting to follow me on there, watch what I'm doing, and I get the listing, expiry listings. I have a lot to do in December for January. I'm excited about it. That's all we're going to do. We're going to drive around a couple hundred homes, film personalized videos. It's a bit of organization, but you just film it all once, you have all of them there. And then you, you send them off. And um, it's people aren't doing that. I'm the only guy doing that. No, no one is doing that. Nobody's doing that. Everyone's sending a letter. It's a personalized branded USB stick. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That's how you. That's how you just become. You just do something. You change the game. You how long have you been doing that? Curve. For expired. Six months. It's been, it's been crushing, so. What percentage of people are calling you, do you think? Oh, people just call just to say, you know, I can't believe you even did that. That doesn't mean they're going to list, but yeah, just the interaction they get from that. Everybody's playing it. You know, you have a little sticky note, branded sticky note on the USB to make sure they're quite clear that this is a USB stick, plug and play. My video is the only one on there, so it's pretty easy. And they watch that, and there's a handwritten, not a handwritten, but hand-signed letter. I have a template, mm-hmm. a little personalized signature on there. And then... Um, what percentage of people contact you? People if, you send out, if you send out 50 of them... I would get 50% call me back. 50%? 50%. One out of two people would call me back, which is a pretty good return. That's unbelievably outrageous. 50%. It's outrageous. Yeah. Did you used to do ex- just a normal unique. expired letter? All the time. And ha- what percentage of people called you back? Uh, those ones you get 25%. You'd get 25%. One out of four would call me back. That's super high. That's because I would hit them four times. 
So my letter specifically would say, I'm going to get a hold of you again in another seven days and then another seven days. And my admin girl would just have it all lined up. A lot of work, but it would just keep coming. Because if you're the guy, that initial big, huge package, big, huge response when you're expiring, people are, but that second, third, fourth time (laughs) is a bit of recognition, right? I always taught, I was taught the rule of five when it comes to mail outs or contacting somebody. The first two straight in the garbage. Third gets recognized. Fourth might get a phone call. Five definitely gets a phone call. It's a rule of five. It takes you five good times of contact. And that's a mail out. That's anything. You can do an entire mail out. It's five mail outs before you even get a contact. So if you're going to send a giant mail out, you don't get a call. Don't worry about it. Two, don't worry about it. Three, don't worry about it. Four, maybe. Five, yes. It's a rule of five with mail outs. Takes you five times. And I just stuck with that. I always remember, it's only been two or three times I tried calling them. It doesn't matter. And it works. Do you still do mail-outs? I do. I do. Not every month? No. Uh, yeah, now we've scaled it back now, so we're monthly. So I'll do uh, eight to 12,000 a month. I was doing 8,000 a week. I was keeping my printer. You sell a lot of houses too. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was keeping my printer in business. But the same farm area was getting my 8,000 postcards, the same farm. It was, it was like clockwork every Wednesday, same farm, just listed, just sold, whatever it was. And, uh, and then I realized that why don't I just take some of this and put it online? What you can spend for a $200 ad on Instagram can hit 80,000 people, you know? So I scaled that back, mm-hmm. saved some trees, pissed off my printer, and went online. So... And that's, the, and that's the goal for 2020 is get way more uh, online, way more online. What have you learned about uh, social media ads in the last couple of years and doing them? Just like in terms of how to make them more effective? Because it's I a think, pretty competitive space now. Yeah, Two years say, ago, it was, it was very easy to put a still photo and get 25,000 views. It was easy. It cost you like 20 easy, bucks. Super easy. Still photos will do you next to nothing. Yeah. Um, you want to put your money in video. And you want to put your money in content video. If you're just running your, your paid for your business page or paid for your banner, a picture, uh, that's going to get you nothing, right? You need to actually have some good content and a good video. Um, the way that the, um, the algorithm has changed through Facebook and Instagram has made a, a, it's been a massive change over the last three months. Basically, uh, you can spend up to or minimum a buck a day. I don't know if you've ever gone and looked at boosting an ad for mm-hmm. everybody that's looked at boosting an ad, but you, you minimum have to spend about four bucks a day for it to get outside of your organic growth. So for anybody out there spending one, two, three bucks a day, you're actually throwing your money away. You have to be minimum four a day for it to get outside of your sphere. Mm-hmm. So people don't know that, but that's, I, I know some people through Facebook that's sort of the ends of that is that you got to be up over a certain amount to get out of your. So if you're running an ad for 10 days, spend more than 40 bucks. You got to be about four bucks a day to get out of your sphere. So it's a crucial piece. If you're sitting there spending a couple bucks a day, it's getting nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's just hitting your friends. But what good is that? Mm-hmm. You want to get outside of that, right? So um, yeah. Facebook, Instagram ads. Instagram ads are great. IGTV are, is fantastic. Now that uh, IGTV is around, just like YouTube for Instagram, is that you can put three, four, five, six-minute videos on IGTV mm. and also make that a post. 
You can put money behind them as well. Um, I would say put money behind only your Instagram 59 second posts. Those are the most powerful ones. People do not sit around for three, four minutes watching a video. Mm-hmm. A minute max. That's it. Make a great video for a minute and that's all you need. You can get your point across in a minute and put money behind that. That's what you want. That's what I found works really well. So people are very engaged with a 30 to 59 second video as opposed to a seven minute video. When people send me their video, Ty, I just did a branding video and it's seven minutes long. Listen, I'm going to scroll to six, <laughs> six minutes and 40 seconds and I'm going to watch the last 20 seconds because I don't have... Seven minutes of my life here. <laughs> no, do 30 seconds, 59 mm-hmm. seconds. Do something powerful, right? That's what works well. If you want to spend any money online, good quality video, less than a minute, and you'll do well. Over four bucks a day, right? I didn't know that four bucks a day thing. Yeah, the way the algorithms changed, if you're spending a few bucks a day, it's getting nowhere. So you do want to spend more than that. If you've been, so I'm going to save you money now. So if you've been spending, if you've been spending a few bucks a day, it's actually not doing anything for you. Mm. You want to be sub- spending a significant amount. Before I'd be running, I'd be running 20 different video ads in a buck a day, and they actually were working. But when they changed the whole uh, algorithm through the, you'll notice that too when you post things. It doesn't get as many likes, yeah. many hits. That's because the whole algorithm is just so different now, and they're really making. Facebook has changed it where they're making uh, businesses spend a ton of money. You know, one of my best buddies is a uh, online marketing guy. He does uh, marketing ads, funnel ads. That's his business. He's got about 12 guys that work out of his house. And um, they run ads for Grant Cardone, uh, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. Uh, they have some big clients. These guys are spending 200K a month in funnel ads. Hmm. Right? So that's changed. They've had to up those things the past little while to make it worthwhile for them to hit that many same people. So for us, that we're spending a few bucks a day, don't do that. Crank it up. Do less days, but crank it up. So if you're doing 20 days at a buck a day, do 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 seven or six at four. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get the same amount of, you know, you're going to get double the exposure because you're actually getting out of your sphere. What does your typical ad look like? How many days do you run them for? Uh, I usually run my ads for uh, 10 to 14 days. So I'll run it for two weeks and then see kind of how many people it reached. Um, Make it very specific. Facebook's great for for making ads quite specific, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you can go right down to keywords and and anything. Uh, Age, I leave the age open. You know, anybody can buy a house 18 to 75. It doesn't matter, right? Or 18 to 100, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. I leave the age rate open. Keywords are important in a Facebook ad. Instagram doesn't really make you have that selection. It does have the area of the uh, location. It does have the age, but Instagram's a little more generic. Um, do you boost ads on Instagram? Do you both. boost posts? Both. Or do you just use the Facebook platform? Uh, you do both. Okay. Yep. I'm not going to lie. I spend money on both. And it's, you know, it's probably 500 bucks each a month, maybe a thousand, get up to a thousand each a month, a couple grand max. But a couple thousand advertising there would get you nothing in the terms of mail outs. Yeah. $2,000 on online ads. I mean, you're talking 500 a week, right? That's a lot of exposure. That's a ton of exposure. And people seeing you, people recognizing you. And then from there, just, just the growth. Just the growth. My, I exploded. I, I was hovering right around like three, 4,000 people that were following me. And then when, as soon as I got into video... It crushed through 10,000 
and then I was able to swipe up and all that because once you get over 10,000, you can now share links, swipe up. And then it's now, now it's just an organic growth and it's growing steadily of, this is, these are all non-paid people. These are all people that generally enjoy what I do. And uh, if I put up a, if I put up a good story or something, a good, the other day, my grandma, the other week, my grandma was in the hospital, did a good little story. I was ripping her around, doing a little push. She said, I love Reno. She thinks she's in Reno. My memory's <laughs> gone. So I tell her we're in Reno. And she said, are you taking me to the slot machine? I said, yeah, it's really the elevator. She thinks it's a slot machine, but we have a great time. I love her to death. I put that on my story. 407 DMs I had in one afternoon. Holy shit. I had 407 people reach out with uh, a hug, a heart, uh, you know, some kind of interaction, which is powerful. These are people from all across the country, all across the world that can feel you know, what I'm feeling with my grandma, right? You know, and the importance of that bond. You know, yes, we're in Reno. <laughs> we're in New West. <laughs> this was at Royal Columbia. <laughs> but she thinks we're in Reno. So I'm going to roll with it. And every time I go see her, I roll with it, you know? Um, so that engagement is crazy. It really is. How many do you reply to? All of them. I send a message to all of them. How important is that? I think it is important. I think at the end of the day, I don't, let it, I don't let it control my life. So for people out there, that social media can burn hours of your day. Mm -hmm. So I think I, I try to respond to things when I get home in an evening. I put aside 40 minutes, you know, 30, 40 minutes a night where I'll just downtime and then just reply to the people that I've reached out throughout the day. Yeah. But I live my day and do my work and, and not be so involved. I'll, I'll do um, stories throughout the day and I'll just simply save the picture or save the video and maybe put it up after. That, that way I'm uh, engaged in my client. If we're out looking at houses, I'm not posting stories while I'm showing houses. I'm simply sh saving a video for later and then I'll put it up later. They need my time. Now, I'm, when they look over and they see me on my phone putting up a story of the barbecue on how I should get a nice barbecue like that, they don't, that's not, it's not good. So I try to be involved in what I'm doing at the time. And then don't let it run my life, take it home, then do it then. But yes, I respond to every person. And if that's just a simple recognizing, hey, thank you, you know, quick little double tap. There, there they are. They got recognition, engagement. I think it's important. For sure. It's important. People, people like that. So, yeah. Let's quickly give us a little summary of, uh, is it Realtor Monopoly? Realtor Monopoly yeah. going on this Thursday. <laughs> um, this is our third annual. It's a really cool thing. Uh, we started this three years ago of which I won the title the first year. <laughs> uh, once you get Boardwalk and Park Place, you got that thing wrapped up. So I got that thing, I got it right away. <laughs> so I put some hotels on there, land assembly. It's good. But uh, Realtor Monopoly, we do this every year. This is the third annual. We trading post in Langley Brewery. It's a great time. Mm -hmm. 50 realtors. We all get to play. It's a hundred bucks a head. Every single penny goes towards New Hope Community Services. And it's, a, it's just a really cool organization we found out in North Surrey and Wally. Um, it's a lady that runs it. It's a little apartment block, super old. There's 13 apartments in there. And they basically set up um, refugees that come over, uh, war-torn countries. Mm -hmm. And they let these families live there for 12 months uh, for next to nothing. And they're furnished apartments. And they set these families up and they get the kids enrolled in school. And then they basically get them set up in, with some employment and then ready for the school year for the following year. 
And uh, when we found out about it, I just, I met this girl that I think is 32, Mindy, uh, that looks after this. And she lives there with her husband. And just these hearts of gold. I think they came from Colombia. She lived in the third mm -hmm. world for a bit. And um, she just has a heart of gold and she looks after these other 12 families and they just look up at her like she's some sort of, like, God. They look at her and they just praise her and the interaction that she gets really is heartwarming and it's humbling. And I hung out there for an afternoon when we filmed our, uh, our, our, our videos every year, we film a video for up and coming mm -hmm. third annual. And I would watch her interact with some of these kids and it just was be, you really are, if you think you have a bad day cause your coffee's cold or you spilt your food on your seat, go over there and sit and listen to what these people have. These families come from nothing. There's seven people in a 680 square foot one bedroom. There's seven people in there, right? But are they happy? They're happier than all of us combined. These people come outside, the mom, she hugs everybody. She, she prays, she bows down. She just like, she's so thankful. She's thankful to be here and there's not a bomber going overhead, yeah. releasing some bombs. You know, and when you sit there and you, you surround yourself around that, I think you realize how little we really need to be happy. And I think I went home and I just donated so many things. You know, all those things you don't, don't use. I just donated them. I just give, just give them away to somebody that needs it. Right. So, um, this is happening Thursday. It's, it's really cool. We reached out for some silent auction, uh, some, some bigger companies the donations that we got were crazy last year. Um, just under 30 people, 30 agents came and played and we raised over 10,000 bucks with 30 people. We gave her a check for 10 grand. Um, this year we have 50 agents playing, so we're hoping to smash that and, um, see what we can do. Every single penny goes, goes towards new hope. So it's a, it's a cool thing. Very cool. Yeah. Look forward to it. Next year you got to come. Deal. Okay. <clears throat> Let's do it. I found, I just, you, you can buy Mediterranean <laughs> and Baltic. <laughs> the, the cheap ones. <laughs> what are those? The hundred dollar ones? Leave part place to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this year we got some cool things with it. We're going to create a, um, you know, you can, for a certain amount of money, real money, you can actually just, without landing on it, you can buy properties. Yeah. So you can create land assemblies. Uh, <laughs> as realtors, you want to create that. <laughs> so with, for a certain amount of money, you can uh, actually buy all the three properties at once and put up hotels or houses off right off the bat. So I think there'll be some heavy hitters coming here that are going to buy up half the board right off the bat. And then you can buy monopoly money with real money. It's a, it's a hundred to one exchange. Obviously you're not going to be shell out of 500. <laughs> so, and then we're, uh, we're doing it like, cause monopoly takes forever. Everybody says, Oh my gosh, monopoly, we're going to be there all night. So it's like poker blinds go up, rents go up. So we have it super organized. Uh, we have three of the best mortgage brokers from thrive mortgage that are there. They're the bankers. So three mortgage brokers dressed up like bankers. <laughs> Uh, top hats, suspenders. That's awesome. So they do it up. It's cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. So that's it. Thanks for coming out, man. Thanks for having me. Bro. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a good time. Nice to finally meet. Yes. Online. We're just seeing each other online to meet in person. I think we're very similar, to be honest. I got to step up my marketing game, my video game. You're still young, man. Huh? You're still young. You got man. six years to catch up. <laughs> yeah, you got six years. <laughs> Try some of those things. I love it. Yeah. That was a lot of good stuff. Thanks for having me on. Check out uh, Sold by Ty on Instagram for all your video blogging motivation. Yeah.
Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.